the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Derek Hunter. Derek Hunter writes at Town Hall. He's a co-founder of The Daily Caller, which I go to every day. And he's written a book which is so relevant, it is as if it were made to order for today. It's titled Outrage, Inc., I-N-C, period. How the Liberal Mob Ruined Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. Derek Hunter, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Dennis, thank you for having me, and congratulations on conducting last night. And I'm looking forward to No Safe Spaces. i got to be honest, I'm a big fan of both you and Adam Carolla. Well, we're a good team. Thank you for saying that. Uh, we really enjoy each other immensely. Look, there's a battle in the country. You're on our side. Uh, Adam and I are on your side. And I don't know who will win, but the fate of the United States is uh, is what is involved here. This, uh, and you have a column today exactly on this issue. Uh, my my uh, listeners know how in sync I am with you, the outrage. So why don't you... Uh, Tell us what today's column is, concerns, and then we'll get into your book. Well, today's column is about how this suddenly, this old issue, because uh, there was a headline in the Washington Post on May 7th, six weeks ago, declaring that Jeff Sessions was implementing this policy and that he would be in the headlines separating parents from their children. It wasn't an outrage that day. It wasn't an outrage on May 8th. It wasn't an outrage five weeks ago, four weeks ago, even really last week. If you look at what the Media Research Center did in their research, the the, the MRC is great at monitoring mainstream media. It was barely a blip on the radar of all the big three broadcast networks, their morning shows and their evening newscasts. And something weird happened on Thursday, and it became a major story. It was the day that the inspector general's report came out, and suddenly they needed a distraction. They needed something to a shiny object to get everybody's attention. Then the coverage of the separation of minor children from their families became the biggest story in the world to the point that it was uh, it dominated on Monday and Tuesday when there were those hearings in the House and Senate on the inspector general's report about the corruption and the leadership of the FBI and the the political implications of Hillary Clinton's email story. So they didn't even cover they haven't covered that Dennis. They've they've stopped covering news and started covering emotion, started stirring up emotion. That's what the column is about and that's really what the book is about. It's what the left tries to do. You you can't really have a civil conversation with a committed leftist because it eventually devolves into somebody calling you an ist or a phobe once you disagree with them. And once you get to that point, you can't have a civil conversation with anybody. But the idea is that the left tries to keep people emotional, angry, or afraid, because that prevents rational thought. If you are angry or you're afraid, you're not making your best decisions. You're acting on instinct, and you can get swept up in a mob. You can say, 
barge in on a private dinner at a restaurant in Washington, D.C., simply because the Secretary of Homeland Security is trying to get some food. That seems perfectly rational to you, whereas the individual by themselves thinking about it probably wouldn't do that. The riled-up mob can be motivated to do just about anything. It's a great distraction. It's a great motivation for a midterm when Republicans generally turn out in greater numbers in midterms than Democrats. So it's a political strategy, and, and you were right in your introduction, and I appreciate the introduction. I couldn't have planned the release of this book any better with the news cycle. I, I wish I had that sort of clairvoyance. I'd play the lottery if I did, but I don't, so I don't, and it's just the luck of the draw. On the other hand, it. to be fair, <laughs> and I'm, I'm not at all taking away from my statement, but the odds are 50-50 that any time your book come, your, this particular book would come out, it would be completely relevant to the moment because there's always an outrage. There always is an outrage. Well, we saw this, last week and this week the outrage was we're separating children from their parents. President Trump changed that last night. And now the outrage is we're, we're holding families we're keeping families together in detention centers. It, right. There, is, n- there right. is no placating these people. There is no right. appeasement. And I, I, you shouldn't even try. The, the law is the law, and you should just abide by it. But I would just advise people to think. That's, that's really my goal with the Well, book. all right. Really yeah, but I, I, I truly believe if you think, you will not be on the left. It is because yes. it's, it's entirely emotion-based, and, and it's, it's not thought through. But... Uh, I want to mention, incidentally, I just saw a story about that restaurant where the Secretary of uh, of uh, Homeland Security was screamed at uh, mm-hmm. by a mob in the restaurant. The restaurant owner said it was a good thing. It's not. Look, if you're a leftist, you're a leftist first and foremost, Dennis. You know that. It, no, it's a religion. No. I, I uh, forgive me, Derek. I just my my listeners know, but you may not. I have said for years, the most dynamic religion of the last 100 years has not been Christianity, has not even been Islam. It has been leftism. You are absolutely right. And I would, I, I, in the book, I write about climate change. That's like an offset. That would be like the Protestants or something, I suppose. But it would, Pope Goris IV, Pope Al Gore, the, everything they do and get involved in, they invest their emotions in and their hopes and their their prayers about the future. It is, it's bizarre. I don't understand it. I mostly just want to be left alone by the government. And oh, to do my, own thing there, my I friend, know you, you, you want to be left. That. That, that's all we want. That's why we're not as animated in general. We Politics does not define our lives. Do you remember when tolerance meant you just, tolerated something yes not no you didn't like what your neighbor did but it's their backyard if they want right. to walk around and nude sunbathe go ahead that's don't right do it in my yard right now it's you must not only sell you must to- not tolerate it, you have to celebrate it come right. over and cheer me while i nude sunbathe or else you're history's greatest monster and this week again with the throwing around of hitler the you as a jew have to be Shocked. The, the only that, thing more shocking is the silence of the uh, organized Jewish elite. Is that really all that shocking, though, seeing where they No, I, it's shocking morally. It's not shocking in, in, intellectually because uh, the Jewish elite is uh, on the left as well, um, outside of orthodoxy. And that's just the way it is. It, to uh, what Michael Hayden did uh, is... Uh, it, 
it's an equal insult to America and to the victims of the Holocaust. But it, it, absolutely. But it is not what it is not designed to do is advance any conversation or agenda. It is simply designed to rile people up. And I bet when you saw that, you had your first instinct was an emotional one. But then you thought rationally about it, and you perhaps maintained the anger, but the emotion was secondary. With so many people, the emotion is their driving force. It's their unleaded fuel in their car. It keeps them going. And that's why the left can rile people up to the point that on a moment's notice, you can gather a mob to go to LaGuardia and protest the separation of families. You can get a mob to go and shout down a woman trying to have a quiet meal. The day after President Trump's inauguration, you can have people taking to the streets demanding justice for a guy who hadn't even done anything yet. The March for Science was two weeks after the inauguration, and they were the New York Times declared that scientists took to the streets because they felt under fire from the Trump administration. He hadn't even unpacked his suitcase at that time. He hadn't even pulled out of the Paris Climate Accord at that time. You said something, Derek, which I, I want to understand better. The... the uh... Congress had hearings on the IG report, and they wanted to distract our attention. You use the word they. Well, who, the uh, they. Yeah, who, who, who is the they? Well, it starts with the, the Democrats, the people in power. And I don't, I am, first of all, let me preface this, I am not a black helicopter type of person. It's just years of, uh, lifetime of observation of watching stories be ignored or not ignored but overshadowed by other stories that could easily have been handled in a minute or two or three minutes if you want to but it shouldn't dominate a twenty two minute newscast it shouldn't be eighteen of those minutes uh... the the child separation story was the day it starts with the Democrats, and then it's their willing participants, their fellow travelers in in journalism. It's the activists with. Oh, that's interesting. It doesn't start with the media, in your opinion. No, no, no. I don't think. I think that they are good oh, soldiers. They, I, they, uh, I they work of a mind. That's a very important point, which has eluded me. No, I, I think that they follow. Or, I'm saying they follow orders. They follow the lead. Right. They know the score. They're ready to take orders. They're sponges. They are not false. Right. No, the mainstream media is an arm of the Democratic Party. People. Right. That's all. Which is fine if they would admit it. I have. I've always said that. That. That's the dishonesty is what troubles me. Exactly. I work at the Daily Caller. I do a podcast at the Daily Caller. We're a conservative news site. You know that going in, and you can, you're can you free to feel as though we're biased or not, but we're honest, and, and the information is there for you to check. The New York Times swears up and down that it plays it down the middle. It doesn't have its thumb on the scale. But having just watched that four-part documentary on the New York Times on Showtime, there isn't a single dissenting opinion. There's nobody questioning the narrative. The only questioning of any story, no matter how ridiculous it was, and this was filmed a year ago, so most of this stuff didn't pan out. The only question was, will this make us look bad? Are we ready to go with this yet? Not, should we? Is this accurate? Do we have this nailed down? It's what are they going to do? How are they going to counterattack us? They're acting as though they are an opposition force, which in many ways they are, but they never admit it, and that's what drives me nuts. I don't care what your biases are as long as you don't try to tell me you don't have any. 
their self-image is so high, that's why, as I point out all the time, they started the self-esteem movement because nobody has the self-esteem of, of the left. <laughs> but their, their view is they don't even see themselves as a left. They see themselves as normative. They see themselves as morally right. Oh, that that's clear. Different. But no, no, but uh, totally with you. But they are the norm. I'll give you a very simple example. I have never been described in mainstream media, ever, as anything but conservative. Yeah. Dennis Prager, conservative, nationally syndicated talk show host, or Dennis Prager, conservative writer, whatever. But when they cite the Southern Poverty Law Center, they never say, according to the left-wing or liberal Southern Poverty Law Center, they cite it as if it's accurate. It's worse. They, they go even further with a group like Media Matters, which is just a detestable group. They cite, call them a watchdog group, a media watchdog That's right. Group. That's right. Not, not a liberal or leftist. They're, they're not even, they don't even have Because, to, as I not. said, they're normative. Now, you have as the title, How the Liberal Mob Ruins Science, Journalism, and Hollywood. Give, give a science example. A science example is climate change. The mentality, if, if I told you as a doomsday cult leader that the world is going to come to an end tonight at midnight, tomorrow morning I'm going to have some explaining to do, Right that when it comes to climate change, Al Gore had been running around for probably 20 years now saying we've got 10 years before the end of the world. It'll be too late to do anything. Well, 10 years came and went. I'm in New York City currently. I didn't take a gondola to get to my hotel. We're not flooded out. We are the, the storms that were promised to be more frequent and more violent haven't occurred. They've actually gone the other direction. But rather than admit that mistake, They've changed the timeline. They no longer make 10-year predictions. They make 100-year predictions. There's a prediction. There's a study out. And they're always prefaced with should or could or might end up being this way because they don't know the future. But there might be more lightning strikes in the year 2100 if we don't do something now about climate change. First of all, how do you know? Secondly, what does it matter? Thirdly, if your climate models are so wonderful, should you not be able to then, if you can predict 100 years into the future, shouldn't you be able to go back, say, 50 years in the past? And if that model works, punch in the relevant data and have show exactly what did happen. Those models don't work that way. It doesn't matter to the leftists. It is about scaring people that if you don't act now, if you do not cede your liberty, your money, your power to the government, to us, you're going to bring about the end of the world and be, will, will be responsible for all of human race being wiped out. It's not provable, Dennis, but more importantly, it's not disprovable. Somewhere along the line in the last 30 years, science went from proof to a majority vote, to a show of hands. It's been politicized yep. to advance the liberal agenda. Back in the 50s, Betty Friedan was writing about glo uh, global cooling. In the 70s, they were worried about global cooling. In all the right, 90s, Derek, let me, let me tell everybody all, what your book is. Uh, I want to sell your book. Allow me. Thank you. Please. Outrage Incorporated. It's magnificent. He's a good man. Read his columns. Go to Daily Caller. Thank you, Derek. Keep up the good work. Thank you for having me, Dennis. It's been an honor. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.